Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Tonight on Dr. Anonymous Show 202, our featured interview tonight will be with Dr. Kevin Foe, also known as Kevin MD from KevinMD.com. He's going to be giving a keynote address at the Texas Medical Association meeting this weekend. So we'll talk about that, some issues in health policy, the current state of the mega blogosphere, all of that and a lot more coming up on the Dr. Anonymous show starting right now. medicine and social media this is the dr anonymous show on a thursday night i am your host my name is mike savilla and yes i am the one who put the grand piano on that miami beach sandbar if you don't know what i'm talking about just just google it you'll figure it out i am dr anonymous to find out more information about me just Type Dr. Anonymous into your favorite search engine. I should be the top link over there. You can also go to DrAnonymous.com, which brings you some blog posts and some TV interviews of me doing local TV news. Very excited about that. You can also go to DrAnonymous.net. Shout out to all 316 people who like the show, who are fans of the show, whatever. You can also go to DrAnonymous.org. That brings you to the iTunes page where, yes, you can download this show at any time. You can also listen in real time to this show on your smartphone, your iPhone, Droid, BlackBerry, Windows 7, whatever you have. Just uh, direct your mobile browser to blogtalkradio.com slash DrAnonymous. Today is Thursday. January 27, 2011. It is 9 p.m. Eastern Time, and the temperature here at Dr. Anonymous World Headquarters feels like 18 degrees Fahrenheit. Our featured interview coming up will be with Dr. Kevin Foe, who is the founder of KevinMD.com, which is arguably the most influential 
medical blog in the medical blogosphere. Following the interview, I'll be uh, talking about the future of this very show, the Dr. Anonymous show here on Blog Talk Radio. And if you stay tuned, wait till the end. I'll pay tribute to one of my favorite shows here on the network as they will be moving on from Blog Talk Radio after their Saturday night show. But first, I would like to thank Blog Talk Radio for featuring the show again this this evening on their front page, sort of. They've been uh, trying out a new homepage today. If you haven't checked that out yet, they've been trialing that today. <laughs> so... Sometimes the feature shows are on it, and sometimes it's not. <laughs> Welcome to those of you who are new to the show. I've been a social media hobbyist since 2005. And if you're curious, yes, I am a real doctor. I am a family physician in full-time private practice here in beautiful but chilly northeastern Ohio. And if you're listening live, you can see my shining face here on the webcam here this evening. So if you're new to the show, just go to the top of the chat room and just click the webcam icon, and uh, you'll be able to see me doing the show right before your eyes. Very exciting, I know. And if you're waiting to get into the chat room, I know Block Talk Radio does that sometimes. Just be patient. You'll be in with us in no time. Uh, I just want to big uh, give a big hello to people in the chat room there. Hello, chat room. We have Aaron, we have J-Man from the I Am With Stupid show, who will be coming up just in a couple hours here on Block Talk Radio. Also have Kimmy, and also have Ramona, and also have a guest. Shout out there to the guest. You register here, you'll be able to type along with everybody else and make fun of me during the course of the show tonight. So I will take my break here, and following the break, we will, we will have our feature interview with Kevin MD. You're listening to the Dr. Anonymous show here on Blog Talk Radio. This show is in partnership with the Family Medicine Education Consortium. You can get there by going to fmec.net and also a member of the ProMed Network of Podcasts. You can get there by going to promednetwork.com and we'll be right back. That's right, curing that pesky rash just with the sound of my voice. This is the Dr. Anonymous Show live on Blog Talk Radio. Now, if you didn't already know, this is a recorded interview. I know people are probably going to yell at me for that. Uh, And this was done last week. It is broken up into four parts. And in this first section, we'll be talking about Kevin's keynote address coming up this weekend at the Texas Medical Association meeting. 
You can get there by going to TexMed.org. His keynote will be broadcast live on Ustream beginning at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time on Saturday, January 29. And you can go to the TexMed.org website to check that out. And I think I may have misspoke during the course of the interview uh, last week. So uh, the correct information is Saturday, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, so just outlining the rest of the segments, on the second segment, we'll be uh, talking about health policy issues like health care reform slash repeal and the uh, Medicare SGR, sustained growth rate. Um, and the third segment, we'll be talking about trends in the medical blogosphere. And in the fourth segment, you're going to want to hang around for this. The tables are turned on me as Kevin asked me a couple of questions in what I'm calling the Ask Dr. Anonymous segment. So you don't want to miss that. So we'll bring, uh, we'll uh, start at our first part of this uh, interview here. In this first segment, I asked Kevin about his upcoming Texas Medical Association keynote address. Sure. Well, I think it's a tremendous uh, opportunity, like you said. A lot of medical associations, like the Texas Medical Association, American Medical Association, they're getting into social media. They want to educate the members about the power of social media and um, how it intersects with healthcare. So they asked me to speak in the winter meeting and talk about the basics of social media and um, how it relates to patient care. And um, one thing I'm not going to do, uh, Dr. A, is convince all of them that they need to jump on Twitter, <laughs> Facebook, or, or start a blog, yeah. because we both know it takes a lot of time and commitment to do that. And let's face it, these are busy docs. You know, who has the time to do that? Right. But I do think it is important um, to at least keep them up to date and let them know what the current trends are in social media and healthcare, because that's where patients are going to be. Um, if you look at the data from the Pew Internet and American Life Project in 2009, 61% in 2009 um, of patients, they're going on the web looking for health information, and that number is only higher today. So I think it's tremendously important that doctors need to also get online to guide these patients through the chaos of of health information on the web. And I think that's one of the biggest points I'm, I'm going to make um, during my presentation. I'm also going to give some real-life examples of how doctors, hospitals, and other medical institutions are using blogs, Facebook, and Twitter, um, and see how they can relate it to their practice. And also I'm going to see um, talk about it from an advocacy standpoint. The Texas Medical Association, obviously, um, they want to uh, influence the health reform debate. And I'm just going to give some examples from what I did to um, help uh, do my part in contributing to the health, con uh, health reform conversation, talk about how we can bridge that gap between social media and mainstream media and how people are just interested in what doctors have to say. Uh, television producers, newspaper editors, they're all interested in what uh, docs have to say. So I think Starting with social media, it's a great way to get their attention. So I think those are some of the major themes I'm going to try to uh, highlight during my speech. Uh, and I get this uh, question asked all the time. Uh, do, do you get approached by people in your own community, whether it's patients or colleagues, about your social media work? And, and do you tell them uh, some of the similar themes that you've mentioned uh, uh, right now uh, about how you use it and why you use the social media? I do. Um, my local newspaper, for instance, they've written about me, and and also a lot of patients. If they Google um, 
they're, they're looking for a primary care doctor in Nashua, New Hampshire, my blog is going to come up. So I get a lot of questions and, uh, um, you know, about my blog and, and, um, and how I use social media to, to provide that dynamic commentary as news breaks. So it, it, it does come up whenever, uh, you know, patients, you know, ask me, you know, it's great, you know, did, did they, they, they find they're interested in, in having a doctor that, that is on Twitter and Facebook. There's certainly a, a tech-savvy demographic that certainly appreciates mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I think my hospital is uh, slowly kind of tipping their, dipping their toe in the social media fray, and they, they talk to me about that in my experiences. Uh, but I think in, in a couple of years from now, most hospitals are going to be um, pretty intertwined with social media because, mm-hmm. again, that's, that's a great way to connect with their patient base. Sure, sure. And I know in the in the past few months, I've, I've been approached, uh, pleasantly surprised to to start speaking about some of the things that I'm doing and what what physicians are doing in social media. Um, I know you've done a lot of local work, but I've just kind of seen a trend in the past maybe year or so that 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 um, you're being asked to do more national type of things. Would that be fair to say? Uh, I know in addition to this Austin meeting, you're going to be going uh, have another uh, another couple of national type talks that you've been asked to do. Yep, I think uh, there's definitely a lot of opportunities out there because a lot of uh, medical institutions, I think there's a lot of value uh, from a physician talking about their own experience with social media. And I think that we have that unique standpoint. Not only do we take, we have direct patient care, but we're also versed in social media. And let's be honest, there's not too many of us. So I think there is a lot of opportunities out there. So uh, the Texas Medical Association is a tremendous honor to speak uh, in front of the members, and uh, I go across the country and uh, give grand rounds, um, giving the basics about social media, talking to other doctors. I think um, as a physician, you definitely have that perspective that obviously other doctors uh, can relate to. So last year, I went to a hospital in New Jersey in April. I'm planning to go to Vanderbilt to speak. Um, and I think that a lot of the other our other um, social media uh, colleagues uh, on the web, uh, Brian Vardabedian at 33charts.com, I know that he speaks nationally. Um, and and, and uh, plenty plenty others. I know that you 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 get invited to uh, speak on panels uh, on a national basis as well. So I think that um, there's definitely um, a demand for social media savvy doctors to really speak about their experiences because I think coming from us, we're going to have more influence on our fellow physician colleagues. Uh, and that's uh, part one of my interview with. Uh with uh, Kevin Foe, and uh, uh, it brings up a, a lot of good points there that, uh, um, you know, there, there, there's uh, very little physicians out there doing this type of stuff, and uh, I know that I'm, uh, um, I've am i been asked to uh, do some speaking uh, uh, locally at the state level and also nationally, too, uh, just in the past few months, and uh, that's going to be kind of part of the reasons for some changes in this show here, which I'll get to later, but, uh, you know, it's it was... Uh, uh, I just want to let people know, you know, about uh, Kevin's keynote address coming up uh, this weekend at the Texas Medical Association uh, meeting, um, and uh, uh, he's going to be live on UStream from that conference. Um, you can get there by going to texmed.org, uh, and uh, I know I'm going to be uh, checking that out, and um uh, be interested to to see what uh, what he has to say. Arguably, uh, uh, the physician's leading voice in uh, social media. So uh, we'll we'll take a break, and uh, we will come back with part two um, of uh, my interview here with uh, Kevin Foe. You're listening to the Doctor Anonymous show here on Blog Talk Radio. 
We will be right back after this short, short break. Welcome back to the Dr. Anonymous Show, live on Blog Talk Radio on a uh, Thursday night. Uh, big big shout-out to my uh, live uh, chat room here. We have uh, Burl, we have Aaron, we have J-Man, we have uh, Kimmy, Ramona, ATC Sandra, uh, Murray Jones, and also the Reverend Rock Dog is uh, in our chat room here this evening. Uh, we're continuing here uh, with uh, Dr. Kevin Foe from KevinMD.com, uh, and uh, definitely check out his website here. And uh, in the second part of this uh, recorded interview here, uh, we uh, talk a little bit about health policy issues. We talk about health care reform slash health care repeal and uh, what we uh, think are going to be the leading uh, uh, medical issues, especially when it comes to the 2012 election cycle. We also talk a little bit about the uh, Medicare Sustained Growth Rate, SGR, or what uh, people may know in the, uh, in, the, in the press as the DOC fix and uh, how Congress is kind of pushing, continuing to push that back and uh, giving Band-Aid-type legislative solutions. So we will continue here with Kevin M.D. Uh, let's kind of switch gears here a little bit. Um, a- as we record this uh, this evening, um, the, uh, the House voted to uh, uh, repeal uh, the uh, health care uh, reform or overhaul or however they're characterizing this. Uh, let's talk a little bit about um, health policy. Um, and um, uh, uh, now that you know, there, there's already people who are jockeying for the, the 2012 presidential race, um, kind of what are you seeing from your readers um, and the people that comment about health policy type issues? Obviously, the economy in this country right now is still number one. Uh, but presuming that the economy does turn around a little bit, uh, do your readers think or, or do you think that, that health care is going to be the number one issue for the 2012 election or something else? No, I think health care for the, for, for, for the foreseeable future is going to be one of the top priorities on people's minds. I think the economy is number one, but health care, I think, is definitely in the top three because the burden of health care costs is on everyone's mind. And um, this year, especially in January, you have a lot of people changing insurances. They're having higher deductibles, and they're just they're just getting fed up with the costs of, of health care. And um, so I think that it's definitely going to be on, on, on people's minds. When it comes to um, health reform, Obviously, it's still polarizing. Uh, whenever I write a or uh, write a health policy post, or if I have a guest post talking about the health reform bill, you're always going to get people from both sides. They either love it or hate it, and there's really uh, no middle ground. I think in the next coming, um, in the next uh, uh, few years, I think we're going to be talking about the implementation of the Affordable Care Act. Um, it's very unlikely it's going to be repealed. Um, I think today's uh, House vote is uh, more symbolic. But I think in the next uh, year or so, we're going to um, navigate the difficulty in implementing it. So a um, couple issues with that, you know, is the individual mandate, is it uh, constitutional or not? And are the uh, conservatives going to continue to chip away at it um, as it's being implemented? Um, I think there are a lot of moving pieces. I think that it, has, it does have a long way to go in terms of 
of uh, you know making it more effective. Um, but I think um, you know I always I always call this it's kind of the better than nothing law right now. <laughs> um, um, I think that um, I, I, I've come out in the past and says I do support it uh, mainly because it's better than the status quo. It's better than better than nothing. Um, I think that it can always be improved. Um, there's still, I think, plenty wrong with it. You know, if you look at what's happening in Massachusetts, I think that's really kind of a foreshadowing of what's going to happen in the country. And and, and uh, whenever the individual mandate kicks in and we have 32 plus million newly insured patients, it's going to strain the healthcare system. I don't think that there's enough primary care doctors um, or providers to to see them. So I think that it does need to do more for primary care. And I think the next year um, we're going to um, you know, it'll be an interesting year to see parts of it being implemented and see what gets pulled back. So it's it's definitely going to be on everyone's minds. And I know uh, that you know that the patients that I that I talk to and and uh, it just it's like I said, it is polarizing um, depending on what side that that uh, that you're on. And uh, um, uh, it's uh, it's definitely going to be something that's that's going to be discussed, um, especially you know a lot of people uh, call this past. Um, election cycle in November uh, a sign, um, and it will be seen interesting seeing the political landscape as it uh, unfolds over the next year and a half. Unfortunately, a lot of people say there's going to be a lot of gridlock when it comes to a lot of these things, and I would tend to agree with some of that, especially with the presidential election coming. Uh, but hopefully, something, some uh, uh, beneficial or or, or um, uh, Type of uh, uh, not really creative, but but productive type discussion can uh, come forward when it comes to healthcare reform in this country. No, I think so. I think it's um, it's a building block. Um, I think you know I read something that you wrote on Twitter a few hours ago. It's like you know repeal isn't really repeal. When can we get real healthcare reform? Healthcare reform isn't really healthcare reform. If you need something. It's, I think it's very difficult to have um, something big. I think it's very difficult to have take huge steps to fix everything. So I think it's going to be very incremental. So mm-hmm. I think we're going to see that process play out. Mm-hmm. And, and another thing specifically to physicians is, you know, we, we play this game of chicken every year or every 18 months, you know, with this uh, Medicare um, uh, cut or fix or doc fix or whatever they say. And, and uh, I think especially for physicians, that, that that's something that is obviously a, 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 a hot potato when it comes to political um, uh, getting that thing passed every you know few months or years or six months. Um, and I think that is part of uh, one of the piece of the larger puzzle that definitely needs uh, addressed as they push it back more. It's, it's, it is, you know, I've seen the graphs as far as how much more millions and billions and trillions of dollars uh, that Congress is is delaying this permanent SGR fix for Medicare. I think that, that speaks to a larger problem of physician payment reform. Um, I think that fixing the SGR, you know, I'm glad that we don't have to worry about it for another year, but come 2012, it's going to come up again. But I think that um, the way doctors are paid um, for healthcare really needs to change. And I think that's where things like the accountable care organizations that's going to be implemented. Um, you know, these are all parts of the Affordable Care Act that's going to come into play. Um, hopefully, if we can change um, the way doctors are paid, instead of them being paid by quantity, they'll get paid more for uh, by quality and for performance, you know, hopefully, um, you know, that would put the uh, sustainable growth rate in the Medicare payment uh, doc fix, uh, um, um, the doc fix that, that happens every few months, hopefully we'll put that to rest. But again, none of these 
reforms are going to happen overnight. It's going to be a very slow process. I know the accountable care organizations, it's going to be rolled out in piecemeal and pilot programs. And again, nothing. it's going to take a good three to five years before we're going to notice significant difference. Um, so yeah, that's uh, a, a lot of good points there, and uh, um, you, know, you know, some of that was kind of hardcore type of health policy uh, type of stuff, and uh, stuff that I, uh, uh, I myself get kind of uh, <laughs> confused about sometimes talking about legislative type of things, uh, and anything having to do with Congress just really uh, just gets me either uh, uh, frustrated or confused or both. Uh, so, uh, uh, but the, a lot of that is is, is uh, you know some uh, of his own beliefs and and, and, and some uh, feedback that he's getting from his uh, from his readers uh, when it comes to some of these uh, 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 health policy type issues and uh, you know the the, the 2012 uh, you know election cycle has already begun with some uh, some people jockeying themselves uh, and uh, with the uh, president's. State of the Union uh, speech this past uh, week, uh, which was arguably his uh, uh, initial re-election uh, speech uh, for his campaign. Uh, so, so a lot of these things, when it comes to health policy, uh, is going to be very much debated uh, coming up in the next year and a half uh, before the uh, uh, 2012 elections. Uh, all right, so we have two segments left here with uh, with. Uh, Kevin MD, and they're not going to be that uh, as heavy. <laughs> they're going to be a little bit on the lighter side here, so we will uh, take uh, another break here, and then uh, we will uh, move into our next uh, segment here with uh, Kevin MD coming up on the Dr. Anonymous show here on Blog Talk Radio. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Dr. Anonymous show live here on Blog Talk Radio. You, of course, can find me at dranonymous.com. And uh, our next part of this uh, interview here, uh, we uh, we change gears here a little bit, and uh, we talk about the uh, state of the uh, medical uh, blogosphere. Um, and uh, Kevin and I have been around uh, <laughs> a long time, uh, and we talk about it in this segment here. Uh, so we uh, talk a little bit about, you know, what, what are the uh, – uh, well, what is the, the future of the medical blogosphere? Are blogs dying? Are, are, are people moving more towards other types of uh, media? Uh, we talk about that in this segment. And just teasing you for segment number four, the, uh, the Ask Dr. Anonymous segment. I know you're, 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 it's riveting. I know you're excited about that. But we'll talk about the uh, medical blogosphere here first with Kevin Indy. Uh, my guest on the line here is Dr. Kevin Foe from uh, Kevin MD 
com and uh, let's kind of switch gears again uh, to just kind of in general the the the, the medical blogosphere in general and in blog years you and I have probably been out there for like fifty years it feels like <laughs> you're making me you're making me feel old <laughs> uh, but um, uh, I, I was reading uh, your your blog today and uh, uh, for forty thousand RSS subscribers and thirty three thousand followers on Facebook. Um, and Twitter, uh, that is just uh, incredible. Um, uh, it, it, your blog is doing uh, very well, uh, but I guess in general, kind of what what are you seeing, or, or what are your, your readers seeing, or, or kind of what are you kind of looking out there on the landscape as far as social media in general? Because there's been every year I read this as far as you know, our blogs dying. You know, is it, is it, are, are people reading that stuff? Are we overwhelmed with blogs? Are are people in social media moving towards other things as as far as uh, Facebook and Twitter and video and audio and all this other kind of stuff? And um, kind of what do you see as far as in the medical, you know, medical sphere itself as far as in social media? Are, are blogs still kind of the, the place to be um, or are you kind of seeing a diffusion of that uh, uh, kind of uh, social media? Well, like you said, I'm pretty old school, so I always think the blogs should be the core of the social media experience. But you're right, blogs certainly aren't growing as they once did. They're still growing, but not at the rate um, that they did a couple of years ago because the barriers to adoption, to adopt and start a blog, is actually pretty big when you compare it to, say, Facebook or Twitter. With uh, Twitter, you just simply sign up for an account and you're on. Same with Facebook, and they're both free. Um, so I do think that... Um, if doctors want to participate in social media, they're going to take the path of least resistance, and that could be Facebook and Twitter. Um, I don't think that there will be as many doctors blogging, um, but I think there's always going to be a place for it because there's always going to be a place for uh, long-form social media is what I call blogs. Like you know, There's only so much that you could write um, on Facebook or on in 140 characters on Twitter. Um, it's an interesting question. Um, down in uh, blog world back in... Uh, in October, I discussed that question, you know, whether um, Twitter was going to complement or compete with blogs. And I think the consensus that we came up with was that it was going to be a little bit of both. Um, I don't think Twitter, for instance, and blogs, I don't think it's an either or. I think they complement each other. Um, and I think that if you're going to have a complete social media persona online, you've got to have uh, dabble into a little bit of everything because there are people who just uh, get their information on Twitter, there are just people who just get their information on Facebook, and there are just people who uh, who read blogs. So I think you need to uh, dabble in a, a little bit. So I think to your larger question, are blogs dying? And I, I wouldn't say they're dying, but I think that they're probably not going to grow as fast as they once did. Mm-hmm. And, and do you think you know the, the the barriers that will still be there for physicians, you know, are things like privacy and liability and payment using social media, maybe not just for uh, patient communication, but just kind of in general. Well, I think that they need to see value in it first, and I think that's what uh, you and I try to do. Um, you know, when I speak to other doctors, I try to show them um, how it could impact the way they can care for patients, how they could improve their practice. So, I need well, number one, they need to see value, and then number two, once they see the value, they need the time to commit to it. And and a lot of doctors simply don't have the time. They're going to see social media as one more thing that they have to do during the day, and um, until it gets valued by Medicare and the insurers and 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 it, it see and and it social media is seen as a way to better connect and and better care for patients. You know, it, it's going to be very difficult to have the majority of physicians adopt it. 
I think the rate of physicians adopting social media will continue to be gradual. Um, I still think a minority of doctors um, are going to be doing it. Um, it, it. It's going to be a while before we get to that tipping point. Uh, but I think that adoption is going to be slow. On the flip side, I think that the adoption from medical institutions like hospitals and, uh, uni and um, university medical centers, I think their adoption is going to be much faster. And it could be from hospitals and um, large integrated uh, care organizations that really push these physicians to, to, to join them. Um, I think one other um, issue is whether there's going to be a uh, physician-only social media platform, um, something like a Doximity or Ceremo IMED Exchange, and I know the American Academy of Family Physicians are just starting one. Is there going to be that definitive physician-only social media site? And I think the jury is still out on that. Again, it's going to it's going to come to whether the majority of docs can adopt a single platform to make it worthwhile because a social media platform is only as good as the number of users that are on it. So you're going to see a lot of these um, sites fight for physician, uh, a physician audience. Yeah. And um, right now it's going to be very difficult to, to see uh, one winner coming out of that. And I think it gets back to your point too, is that uh, unless physicians uh, see or feel a value to some of these private platforms, um, they're not going to see the value of, of using it. No, absolutely. So I think, um, you know, that's something that uh, we need to continue to push. Um, because as I mentioned before, I think um, a lot of our patients are going to be online. So whether we like it or not, it's really to our benefit to get online in the future. Because if we're not online, patients are going to look elsewhere for authoritative health information. If it's not, And if it's not coming from legitimate health providers, then we're going to lose our uh, influence. And something that that I've seen that you've used on your your LinkedIn page is is that you have at least you you did you had a discussion group or something like that and, and I haven't really kept track of that is is that something you've been kept keeping up with what kind of discussions has that been robust discussions has it just been people on their soapboxes just uh, what what kind of feedback have you gotten from that Yeah, for LinkedIn specifically, I think that the uh, relative amount of physicians on LinkedIn is relatively small, so um, it, it, it's it's small but growing. So um, I, I put my feed on it. I also put feeds from other blogs I think are influential, like uh, Brian Vardabedian's job, like Seattle Mama Doc's blog. Um, so I put these feeds up, which I think are interesting articles, and sometimes they spark conversation. Right now it has about, about 300 to 325 members, so it's really not quite at that tipping point where it can have some robust discussion. I think I get a little bit more discussion on my blog itself. Um, but like I, but if you're a health content producer, you need to uh, put your content on as many platforms as possible because people are on the web. They're going to consume information in different ways. So there are people who just consume information on Facebook. In fact, there are some people who think Facebook is the web and they just just on Facebook. So it's important to have, to have a presence there. It's important to have your um, information on Twitter. And then um, there's a small proportion of people who have it on LinkedIn. So it's a matter of um, spreading your content on as many platforms as possible because there's so much variety that patients or um, that, that internet users can consume it on the web. Great, great. Uh, yeah, a, a lot of good, uh, a lot of good nuggets out of that uh, segment there. Um, you know, he, he's uh, he will always be, and you know, any place to his strengths that he is a long form uh, writer. You know, meaning blogs. You know, as opposed to the tweets or to the Facebook or, you know, or to podcast or whatever. So, uh, um, and I would tend to agree with him that, you know, blogs are uh, you know, not going to be going away 
Um, it's just the attention span of people are just, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be just social media as it spreads out more. Uh, you know, people may not be getting the amount of hits uh, that they did a few years ago when blogs were the only game in town. Uh, but now it's, uh, it's something that is also interesting is that uh, it's going to be more difficult to measure, you know, what your reach is, you know, um, especially when it comes to people who want to monetize this time, this type of stuff. I get questions all the time about, you know, how many hits do you get to your blog? Does it compare to other people? Well, you know, if I get attention to my blog, but then I get, you know, I have some Twitter followers and I have a, um, a Facebook fan page, you know, if I get hits on that, you know, does that count for anything or, you know, so, so as this thing gets, you know, as this social media gets more and more spread out, it's going to be more difficult to, to find really good metrics as far as, you know, how, how influential uh, you are as uh, a participant in social media or as a blogger or as a podcaster. Uh, so uh, we will take a, another break. Here and then the the fourth segment of this uh, interview <laughs> will be the, uh, actually the the most fun for me, which is the uh, Doctor Anonymous Ask Doctor Anonymous segment. So uh, hang on here, kids, and uh, we'll take a short break, and then uh, we will roll that out. You're listening to the Doctor Anonymous show here on Blog Talk Radio, and we'll be right back. And welcome back to the Dr. Anonymous Show, live here on uh, Blog Talk Radio. And uh, so this fourth segment here, this is uh, the last part of my interview here with uh, Kevin MD, and I call it the uh, Ask Dr. Anonymous segment. And uh, it's going to be part of the new format uh, of the show, which I'll be talking about at the uh, completion of this uh, interview. And I'm trying out some format changes here uh, tonight, uh, which people uh, may not be used to. And uh, People can give me feedback uh, right here in my chat room here right now as far as how you think some things are going here tonight. As far as, you know, the, a pre-recorded interview, um, you know, shorter chunks of the interview with, uh, with, uh, with short breaks uh, in between. It's a different type of thing that uh, I'm trying out. Um, I don't know if it's, uh, if it's working out good, but uh, um, it's definitely different than what I, I have uh, done before. So, uh, so that's kind of part of the, some of the changes that are becoming up here on the uh, Dr. Anonymous show but here we go kids this is uh this is the ask uh, dr anonymous segment here with uh kevin md and uh this this was this was really fun so let me roll this out here to you uh so we get to the last part of the uh the interview here something that i've uh i'm introducing here uh to my peril no i'm just kidding <laughs> uh so this is the uh, ask uh, dr anonymous uh uh segment and uh what i'm going to be doing uh, asking my guest is is if uh, if you uh, or if any of your blog readers have uh, have questions about uh, Doctor Anonymous, and uh, I will do my best to uh, to answer them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I have I have a couple things. I just sure. Mean. I guess um, a lot of doctors who are involved in social media, like um, like you and me, and you obviously do a lot with the Doctor Anonymous show, and now you're you're kind of a TV star. Uh, 
locally <laughs> and uh, you're on the cover of medical economics. So I guess the question is, how do you balance um, <laughs> your uh, professional um, life, social media life, and family life? And uh, how do you uh, balance all three? Because that's, I'm always interested in uh, hearing tips on how, um, how busy physicians can do that. Yeah, it's it, it, it's uh, it's it's been a struggle for me um, because uh, there, there there are things that we're doing at the office now. Uh, like a lot of other doctors, we're integrating electronic medical records, and and uh, uh, they have asked me to take a key part of that. Imagine that. Uh, and in the hospital, where we're uh, we're doing more electronic things, and and uh, they've asked me to help out with that. So so balancing all of that has been really difficult for me. But the, especially the social media part. Well, I actually a, a lot of things in my life. Um, yeah, as I say in my show, you know, I, I'm passionate about medicine and I'm passionate about social media. So, uh, so trying to balance all that has been difficult for me. How do I do it? Um, I make mistakes every day. Um, uh, but from my standpoint, you know, patient care is is the primary focus. Um, so I try to um, you know do things like my notes, do things like my messages. I try to put that at the top of my list um, until I just get tired of it um, at a certain time of day. Um, and then I try to uh, do some of, uh, most of my evenings doing um, away from medical stuff, away from work stuff. To just to try to clear my mind, so that's kind of where I try to fit in some of my social media type of things, social media projects, um, and then also with my family things. So I guess I try to do it by just saying, you know, from this time to this time, I'm working because, as you know, and a lot of other busy doctors know, you know, there's always work at the office to do, uh, and there's no way that you're going to catch up. You just have to bide your time and just prioritize and say, you know, what is the most important thing I got to do during this workday. You get that done, um, and then you just kind of move on and, uh, you know, take care of your other projects, if for anything else, to try to keep burned out. And, and uh, I don't know how people blog every day, you know, people, busy people who, who you know, who do stuff every day. Because I, I don't write a blog post every day. I used to when I started. That's when I was really passionate about things. Uh, but I, I don't do much uh, that much anymore. I, I guess I do more kind of like passion writing. So if something mm-hmm. I'm really passionate about really upsets me or I really feel strongly about that's when I write a blog post. That, that, that's when I uh, record a video. Um, and uh, I don't do a lot of editing. I'm, I'm kind of a one-take type of guy. I know a lot of people, they just micromanage every single comma and period and everything, and I don't do that. Because uh, mm-hmm. just for me, I just think it's more genuine. I just, I just take it once. I write it once. I send it out there. Um, and then I just go move to my next task. So um, so I guess it's a lot of other things. You know, a lot of uh, the way a lot of other people try to manage their tasks is, is to try to have some kind of priority system. But for me, mm-hmm. I just try to block out the time and say, you know, from this time to this time, I'm doing this. And even though I'm not 100% done, I move on uh, just for anything else to save my sanity. No, those are great tips. Cass, uh, I got one more question? Sure, go ahead. <laughs> All right. So I guess um, the other thing is that um, you're obviously on the, uh, on the cover of medical economics and every week you're on the local television show. And I think that's a great example of really bridging the gap between what you do on social media and, um, you know, going to mainstream media. So I guess, could you offer any tips for docs who are interested in doing that same thing? Um, because I think that it's great what we're doing, you know, speaking to an audience of, of thousands, but really when you get on television and speaking to an audience of hundreds of thousands to millions, I think that really um, can increase our influence. And, and, you know, you do a great job educating patients. So how do you, um, what kind of tips can you give doctors if they were interested in speaking on a larger stage? 
uh, I, I think it's just just getting out and doing it, you know. And and uh, and, and I really feel passionate about what I'm going to say is that social media really has prepared me for traditional media. And what I mean by okay. that is that, you know, just all these years of, of writing blog posts um, really taught me to kind of craft what I'm trying to say, especially just like your previous question is, I don't have a lot of time. So it's taken me all these years to really craft what I'm going to say to get to a point where, you know, I don't have to, or I feel comfortable just sending it out and not micromanaging everything I write. Um, as far as for speaking, um, you know, my podcast, my live podcast really has prepared me to do the live television work that, that I'm doing right now because um, I, when I started before, I did pre-recorded podcasts. I didn't like them. Um, I didn't like how they sounded. They didn't feel genuine to me. Uh, just there's something for me just, just going on live um, and just having everything recorded, which is kind of kind of a microcosm of social media, uh, uh, is really kind of uh, taught me to um, talk in the soundbite. And say, you know, when I go on television, even though I go, I, I look great. I have two minutes to get these four bullet points out, and I know that the anchor is going to push me or ask me, you know, a, a question to get me off track. Uh, but I know that that especially when you're doing television work, um, pretty much, you know, you don't get any kind of random question. You know, I they uh, either they give me the topic or I give them the topic, and before I go in there. I tell them. I tell myself these are the four points that that I'm going to talk about, and whatever question they ask, I'm going to tell them the four points. You know, and uh, and I think that that's what I learned from like political uh, media work too. Is that you know whatever question they ask you, um, spin them back yeah. to what you what your message is. Stick and to your talking points. That's right. Yeah. Stick 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 to your talking points, and um, and, and and just to do it. You know, I I I, I did a lot of. Um, local stuff before I got on television. Yeah, I I, I spoke at you know uh, community organizations, and I was I did awful there. I did awful PowerPoint presentations. I learned from my mistakes. Um, and so what I tell docs is that you're not going to be perfect first time out, but you got to do it. Um, and I remember when you came on my show the first time, I asked you about you know writing letters to the editor, and you're like, well, you know, go to this website and just write and just write them. So I wrote them, and you know, first one were, were pretty bad. But as time goes on, you get better and you get better and you get better. And uh, I know docs just want to go out there and and look professional from the start. It's like anything else. I mean, it's you know, you, it, you have to keep doing it and you have to keep practicing it. You're not going to be perfect, especially when it comes to advocacy. You know, because I tell docs this all the time. You know, the 2012 election is going to be right around the corner. You know, you know, docs are going to have to, you know. Um, Talk to you know representatives and Congress people about you know what is important to us, um, and we're only going to get X number amount of minutes. It may, may not even be with the Congress, and it may be with their staff members, who's more important. But these are the talking points. You got to practice to do mm -hmm. it. Um, so what I tell docs is just do it. You're going to mess up the first time, but as time goes on, you're going to get better. Absolutely, I think um, what you said. Um, at the beginning, social media preparing you for mainstream media. That, that's a key point, um, especially for my blog writing, preparing me to write my columns in you know, USA Today and, and New York Times and, and uh, my local papers on CNN.com. And I wouldn't have had that experience if I, if I didn't write uh, blog posts. In fact, a lot of my columns and op-ed pieces are really, they start as blog posts. So I think if there's one take-home message is that for doctors who are interested in speaking on a larger platform is that social media really does 
give you the foundation to uh, move on to uh, bigger and uh, bigger platforms. Great, great. Do you have any other questions? I'm, I'm no, getting better at this. <laughs> I know. No, I think it's great. I think uh, what you shared was fantastic, and uh, that's great, great advice. Great, great. Well, Kevin, thank, thank you so much for coming on the show. Th- thank you for participating in my in my new little experiment as I am uh, doing uh, trying trying these uh, video and audio kind of pre-recorded type things uh, for my show. Uh, you know, best of luck uh, when you talk at Austin, and uh, um, I know I'll be. Uh, uh, um, uh, watching live on Ustream, and let me give people that information again. That's going to be on uh, Friday, uh, January 28th at uh, what I have here is at 8:40 a.m. I presume that's Central Time because that's yes. uh, in yes. uh, in Austin. And uh, go to TexMed.org, and uh, they'll probably have a link there, and you'll probably have a link as well on uh, uh, yeah. KevinMD.com. So. Uh, so Kevin, thank you so much. Is there, a, is there? A, so you're on Twitter. Uh, you're everywhere. So where, where, what, 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 what links would you want to mention before, uh, before you closing? Uh, just go to my uh, my site, kevinmd.com, and uh, if you're interested in following following me on uh, LinkedIn, Twitter, or Facebook, um, those uh, icons are uh, displayed prominently. So I'm looking forward to um, the engagement at Texas at the Texas Medical Association. Um, let's pray for some good weather, and hopefully I don't get snowed in in Boston. But otherwise, um, if the weather holds out, I'm looking forward to speaking. Great, great. Thank you so much for the time, uh, Kevin. Uh, KevinMD.com. Thank you so much. Very good. Thank you, Dr. A. And that's the uh, end of the interview there. So thanks again to to Kevin uh, from KevinMD.com for uh, coming on the uh, coming on the show. And uh, yeah, could, uh, check him out on Ustream. He's live on Ustream, and I, I, I misspoke during the interview, but it is Saturday, January 29 at uh, 9:30 a.m. Eastern Time on Ustream. You can get there by going to the Texas Medical Association website at texmed.org. Uh, but even though the interview's uh, over, there's still a little bit of the uh, Dr. Anonymous show here uh, coming up. I'll be talking about the fate of the Dr. Anonymous show here on the Blog Talk Radio Network. Um, and also at the end of the show here, we'll be paying tribute to a uh, to one of my favorite shows here on the Blog Talk Radio Network uh, as they <laughs> say goodbye to Blog Talk Radio and they find a new home as they do to a full-time show. So that'll be at the very end of the show here this evening. So uh, we'll take another quick break here, and uh, we will uh, continue uh, – just for a little bit longer here on the Dr. Anonymous show here. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. And if you threw a Dr. Anonymous Show, live here on Blog Talk Radio. Now, before I talk about the fate of the Dr. Anonymous Show, I did want to share part of an interview that I had earlier today on a podcast called Technology 
today on the Voice America Internet Radio Network. The host is Internet security expert Ajay Gupta, and once a month he highlights health information technology. We, of course, talked about medicine and social media. One of the topics we covered was my uh, medical economics article from uh, December 2010, and the other guest on this program was the author of the article, Morgan Lewis, the senior editor uh, for Medical uh, Economics uh, Magazine. I will play this uh, uh, this uh, short little uh, segment here, and uh, I will uh, post the full uh, interview coming up on DrAnonymous.com, but just to give you a little taste of what we uh, talked about, here's the uh, beginning two or three minutes of technology today. These are the days of Welcome to Technology Today with your host, Ajay Gupta. Our program is an inside look at the issues and innovations of technology today. It can sometimes cause as many problems as it sets out to solve. How do we get it all straight? Now, here is your host, Ajay Gupta. Hello and welcome to Technology Today. I'm your host, Ajay Gupta, and thank you for joining us. And today we're talking about in our continuing series on health IT, we're talking about social media's place in, in uh, the delivery and the practice of medicine and healthcare, and the, uh, how more and more doctors and hospitals are doing things in in uh, social networking. Whether it's small, just having a Facebook site, or having an active blog and uh, our own internet radio shows, uh, we're joined. We're, we're Proud to be joined today by uh, Morgan Lewis, se- Senior Editor at Medical Economics Magazine, and Dr. M- Mike Sevilla, of uh, Family Physician in Ohio. Uh, gentlemen, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you. Pleasure. So I uh, read an article, Morgan, that you wrote in which you talked to Dr. Seville uh, at great length about his social media presence. And, and Dr. Seville, we'd like to ask you to share with the audience all of the things that you do in social media and uh, how you are using it to connect with your patients in Ohio. Um, well, thanks for asking me for uh, being on the show. And, uh, My pleasure. I am uh, involved in a lot of different things um, in uh, social media. For me, it, it kind of started uh, with my blog, um, and then it kind of expanded after that. Um, and, and how I kind of use it, Ajay, is that uh, um, and, uh, and Morgan can kind of uh, share this too, is that I, I used to talk a lot about uh, patients and patient encounters and things, but I've kind of strayed a little bit away from that and, and uh-huh. commented a little bit more about, you know, kind of hot topics in medicine and um, in social health and social media. I also utilize Twitter and Facebook and, and YouTube, um, and we can kind of get into that into the course of our conversation today. So that's all you get there, kids. That's a little tease right there for the uh, Technology Today program. Thanks to uh, Voice America Business Network for asking me to come on. I'll uh, post that entire interview on the uh, Dr. Anonymous 
blog hopefully uh, this weekend. Uh, but I did, I did get to talk to the host, uh, Ajay Gupta, following the show, and uh, he asked me to come back periodically on his show to talk about health uh, information uh, technology. So I will let all of you know about those uh, guest spots coming up, uh, and I'll let you know on DrAnonymous.com. Uh, so let's get into this uh, Blog Talk Radio thing. So uh, so I've talked both uh, privately and publicly about uh, what's uh, going on here at the uh, Blog Talk Radio Network and that the uh, free option to host here is going to change. And that was announced about a month ago, and I even wrote a post about it um, on my blog. And uh, I've uh, thought a lot about what's going to happen to the uh, Dr. Anonymous show. I'm happy uh, to announce that the uh, Dr. Anonymous show will remain here on Blog Talk Radio for now. Uh, I'm also happy to announce some format changes to the show that's going to be happening uh, because, uh, honestly, it's been difficult to get people on the show, particularly it, by nature, this is a live show, and uh, and this particular day and time are not ideal uh, for most people, um, except me. <laughs> uh, so I've decided that I'm going to be adding an element of a, a pre-recorded uh, interview at times during uh, this uh, the course of this show to expand uh, my guest list. And in addition, I'm going to be experimenting with the video interviews, um, as I uh, noted in the chat room already. Uh, for example, the interview with Kevin uh, was on video, and uh, uh, and I pulled the uh, audio to uh, play on uh, this uh, podcast here. But tomorrow, uh, I will be releasing the uh, video interview with Kevin MD um, on DrAnonymous.com, and to see if people are interested um, in that format as well, because I'm really thinking, uh, and I could be wrong about this, but I'm really thinking that 2011 is is gonna be uh, a lot more video out there when it comes to uh, uh, not only medicine medicine and social media, but social media um, in general. So I'm gonna be experimenting uh, with that uh, format. And in addition to the pre-recorded interview, I'm cutting back um, on the schedule of this show uh, this weekly show, anybody who's done a weekly show uh, is, knows it's very difficult, um, and it's been real difficult on my schedule uh, for the past uh, few months. Uh, and it's not just on you know show nights, uh, but it's also show prep or writing and promoting uh, promos for the show. Um, so uh, it's, it's been a, a grind, basically. It's just been tough. It's been tough just to try to keep up uh, to keep up with this. And may also tinker with the the time of the show. Uh, maybe going in the afternoon, maybe going in the evening sometimes. Uh, so I'm thinking about a lot of things um, uh, about uh, about the show. Uh, but I am excited to say that that uh, as I uh, uh, as I alluded to before, that I've been asked to do a lot of speaking on this, both uh, uh, at the local level, um, uh, at the state level, and uh, even some national things. And uh, I'll be working on that in the next uh, few weeks in lieu of, uh, of the a regular show. Uh, but I'll still be doing shows. I'll still be doing shows here on uh, Blog Talk Radio, so just uh, stay tuned here to uh, DrAnonymous.com, uh, also my Twitter feed, and also uh, my uh, Facebook page uh, for uh, details uh, about the show. So, uh, so now a lot of, I know a lot of people are holding their breath waiting for that announcement. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, all right. So, um, 
Uh, so we're coming up, you know, I'm scheduled here for another half an hour, but, uh, you know, I'm only going to go for another five minutes or four or five minutes or so. And, and this, this final segment here, this final part of the, uh, of the show here tonight, I just wanted to uh, recognize and acknowledge um, a good friend of the show and good friends of mine who, uh, uh, whose show will be uh, leaving um, the uh, Blog Talk Radio uh, network and, and finding a, a new full-time home. Um, after this weekend, uh, the Annie and Burl live show is, is a comedy show, um, and their final full-length show will be on Blog Talk Radio on Saturday, January 29th at uh, 10 p.m. Eastern time. And um, the announcement of where they're going uh, will be made uh, during that uh, during that show. And uh, for those people who are regular listeners to their show, you know you know that they're they're just wild and, and crazy people. But uh, but to let you know uh, what great people they are, I pulled this audio clip, and this is not a joke. <laughs> this is this this is this is real stuff. This uh, this clip uh, from their show uh, was from uh, er, very early in their run, uh, all the way back to uh, July 18, uh, 2007, and uh, uh, I I wanted to play this here for you. They were uh, sharing a story um, about how they had to uh, take the dog. Uh, to the vet and how they uh, helped out a, a complete stranger to help uh, someone care for their loved one. And uh, this is kind of the, to show you that the quality of people that, that I have met uh, doing social media, doing this show. Um, here is a clip from the uh, Annie Burrow Live show from July 18, 2007. Um, so anywho, um, yeah, you know what? Uh, kind of going back to to something we talked about at the top of the hour. Um, the top of the hour. Are 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 cats sick? Or are you? Uh, you know, bless her, bless her little heart. She's she is. You know, I I I've always been a, a dog person, more of a, more you know a dog person, but but she's she's a good cat. You know, she thinks she's a dog, but right now she's she's sick. She's not she's not doing real well. She's having sneezing fits and all that kind of thing, and. Um, um, to say the least, she's running a fever. Yeah, she's running a running a temperature. She's on antibiotics. We're we're you know doing the whole whole responsible thing. But uh, last night we did we ran her into the uh, to the emergency clinic, which is quite an experience. If you never had to do that, hopefully nobody ever has to do that. I've never done that before but, with um, with, a, with an animal. Yeah, the only other time that I had was I uh, with my shepherd. Yeah. Um, you know when when my shepherd was was fourteen and. Unfortunately, that was uh, not the end of it. But um, um, yeah, we, we had to run her into the uh, to the emergency clinic and um, and break out the emergency charge card. Uh, yes, yes, exactly. Uh, yeah, it's not cheap. It's not cheap. We're no. all in the wrong business. No, it, it's um, not. But um, um, yeah, there was there was another another family, and, and I got I got to say, Annie's and she's got a big heart. She's she's a good one. I'm going to keep her around um, because I can't afford not to, for one. But uh, no. I will take you down. No, Annie. There was another family there, and and you know our, our thoughts go out with them too. They had a they came in with a little puppy, who apparently, if I if I I didn't hear the whole story, but apparently they. Two months old, and the okay. puppy the puppy got ran over by a bike. Yeah, so you know that's not a good situation. And it looks like it was a sm- it was what I saw was a small 
dog anyway. It's like more well, chihuahua type. Or, Chihuahuas or are generally yeah. on the small side. I mean, I, I didn't, I barely saw the dog, but yeah. In any event, they were, you know, it's it, it is expensive. You know, when you when you take your 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 pet or your animal into a, to an emergency yeah. clinic, I mean, it's it's considerably more than than the normal. Yeah. And um, and they're having problem and and um. You know, they just wanted to take care of it. It was the whole family. It was like the mom and and you know kids and the whole thing. And uh, um, well, what what had happened was they had realized when they got there that they had to pay in full, and they they weren't able to do that. So so they decided they were going to go somewhere else, which was about an hour away. So I'm like, okay. And they they came back as I was paying for Oreo. And I looked, I looked at the woman when I was paying for it and I said, I, I wish there was something I can do. And I, I asked her, I said, can I at least this take... the woman behind the, at the, yeah. uh, at the check-in or the, the attendant or whatever. Right. That's not the mom. Right. Not, not the mom. And I said, can we at least pay for her office visit? And she said, yes, that, that would be very kind. So I went right over to the woman with, with the puppy. And and I told her I I said how are you paying for this? And I said are you going to put it on on your credit card? And she said I don't know how I'm going to pay for it. And I said look I said my husband and I are going to pay for the office visit for your dog and I wish we could do more but you just worry about worry about the rest. But we're gonna we're gonna help you out there. So we did. And and her her face with that the appreciation was was uh was payment right there. Yeah, and you know, it's it's the reason I brought it up is not isn't is by no means to, you know as a oh look how good we are or you no, know look not, how look how awesome not at but all. it it has on a on a, I I swear as as God is my witness that is not the reason that I brought that up. The reason I brought that up is I think too far too often, and this is kind of a conversation that we had on the on the drive home uh, from the clinic last night. Um, you know, far too often, I think I think people are so wrapped up in in what's going on in their own, you know, in their own world, and and that's understandable. There's a lot happening every day in all of our lives, but you know what? You need to sometimes stop, take a look around you, and there are people around you, and, and you know, sometimes it's not even a monetary thing, but common common courtesy and and consideration for people around you. Um, you know, if you can help somebody. You you absolutely should, um, whatever that is. And, that, and again, it's it's not that's not a monetary kind of a kind of a comment. Even it can be something as simple as, as holding a door open for someone. Um, you know, letting 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 somebody letting letting an elderly person go in front of you in line or something. It just little things, little things that that are are may seem like not a lot to you, but you know it helps other people and if everybody were, were just to, to step back take a look around you and and show a little more courtesy to everyone else I think the um, you know would all be much better off uh, so uh, my hat's off to you there Andy and Burr are live just finishing a run here on uh, Block Talk Radio but that's done I mean they're not retiring I mean they're just they're moving on they're moving to uh, a, a, a new home um, a uh, a new uh, platform. They'll be announcing that um, on their Saturday night show here on uh, Blog Talk Radio at 10 p.m. Um, Eastern time. And remember, it's a comedy show. That segment there was just uh, 
just a little bit on the uh, on the on the heavy side uh, there. Uh, so um, uh, so I think that I uh, lost my uh, audio here. <laughs> oh, some people still have sound, and some people don't have sound here. <laughs> um, uh, so uh, so so check out their show. Uh, also check out their website, Annie Burl Talk. Uh, dot com. I wasn't going to play this, but uh, since uh, since I won't be on for a while, I'll just uh, I'll play this. So so uh, I have uh, I have uh, I have a couple things I'm going to play uh, here at the end of the show here. So so this one thing I was uh, participated in was uh, a little uh, a parody of a song of people who do not enjoy who who do not like that uh, people are going that they're doing away with their free service or their or, Potentially, or, or they will be cutting back on their uh, services for the uh, free for the free people, and uh, uh, there are a lot of people upset about it. And uh, yes, I, I'm going to play me singing, singing part of this parody here. I'm, 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 uh, and uh, those people who are uh, are into uh, Blog Talk Radio, they'll uh, appreciate this. I don't know why I volunteered to do this. I don't know why I'm playing this now, but for those of you who have hung out to the end here. Um, here is our, our our little <laughs> our little song here uh, about uh, people who don't like the changes going on here at Block Talk Radio. Condone it. 
We gave the words that made a brighter day And we're not paying There's a choice making We're pulling our own show It's true it was a brighter day When it was free chat room right now. Very funny show. They do a lot of uh, commentary <laughs> and uh, a lot of funny uh, segments there, so uh, check that out. And uh, on Saturday night here uh, on the network, uh, the Annie Burrow Live show here at uh, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, you better listen to it because it is their last full show here on Block Talk Radio, and uh, you don't know what the heck is going to happen then. Um, As for me, just uh, uh, keep stay tuned to uh, DrAnonymous.com because I'll be doing some uh, changes here to the uh, show here on Blog Talk Radio. I'll be focusing on some other projects here, but I'll be bringing back the show here periodically. Just uh, just stay uh, stay tuned to uh, DrAnonymous.com and it will give you the uh, most uh, current uh, news here on the uh, Dr. Anonymous show. Uh, thanks again for to Kevin MD for joining me uh, on the uh, show here. Uh, take a listen to his Ustream live keynote address at the uh, Texas Medical Association meeting coming up this weekend. You can get there by going to TexMed. Uh, uh, did I say that right? Tex, uh, TexMed.org. And uh, we'll see him live on Saturday morning. So thanks a lot, everybody. And uh, I will see you down the road here sometime. Uh, but uh, you can always find me at DrAnonymous.com, uh, and uh, that will give you the most uh, most current current information about me. Good night, everybody. Hey, Jude, don't make it bad. Take a side. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.